It's time to eat. What are you hungry for? Sit down and get ready to consume an abundance of fantasy football knowledge from Ross Tucker and Joe Dolan. Feed me now. On the Fantasy Feast Eating Podcast. Yeah, let's eat, baby. It is the Fantasy Feast Eating Podcast presented by DraftKings. I'm Ross Tucker. He's Joe Dolan. This is the show that's so nice. We do it twice. Check us out on social. I'm at Ross Tucker NFL. He's at FG underscore Dolan. We are at Ross Tucker Pod. Means a lot to us. It really does. When you guys retweet or quote tweet the show or share it on Facebook.com slash Ross Tucker NFL or like it on Instagram at Ross Tucker Pod or even go ahead and comment on YouTube, YouTube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. Joe obviously is one of the top rated analysts out there. In fact, was the number one rated analyst over the last five years, according to Fantasy Pros. You can check out all of his work at FantasyPoints.com. It's insane how many contributors they have over there, how much information you can get out over there, and for the money. If you haven't yet, you really are missing out. It's FantasyPoints.com. Just make sure you use the code 21FEAST. That is the key, 21FEAST. Joe, we shall start with a very juicy matchup. It's the Cardinals and the Browns. Remember, we do the Sunday late games, Sunday nighter, and Monday nighter in episode two each week. What do you have on the Brownies and the Cards? <laughs> Ross, um, allow me to get existential here for a little bit. Um, we're, we're, we're a species that seeks out knowledge. We, we, see, we seek out to explain the inexplicable. Um, that, that led us to the scientific method. You come up with a, you come up with a hypothesis. You act on it. You try to prove it. You try to prove it wrong. You know, you you try to do, and then you come to a conclusion. There are two things that I I, I don't know, and I don't think I'm ever going to know while I'm on this planet, this mortal coil, as they say. I don't know where we go when we die. I don't know what that's like. And I have no idea why Baker Mayfield and Odell Beckham Jr. cannot get on the same page. Those are the two things that I don't think I'm ever going to be able to explain. Two weeks ago, Odell Beckham Jr. gets wide-ass open behind the defense. Baker Mayfield underthrows it, throws it behind him. Odell Beckham could have crab-walked into the end zone. You ever play crab soccer when you were in gym class when you were a kid? Awful, awful. Like, you want to talk about painful, but Odell Beckham could have crab-walked into the end zone. Baker Mayfield underthrows it. Last week, the Browns scored 42 points. They are the first team in NFL history to lose scoring 40 points without committing a turnover. History. Odell Beckham has two catches for 20 yards. I don't get it. I don't get it. I'll never get it. Odell Beckham's a wide receiver three. Play play Kareem Hunt. Play Nick Chubb. These tight ends each and every week. David Njoku looks like Kellen Winslow out there. I don't know. This It'll be an Austin Hooper week this week. The Browns drive me nuts, but at least you know you can play the running backs. What about the Cardinals? Uh, so the Cardinals, the, the big, I think, story from week five was Rondale Moore running more routes than Christian Kirk. It's coming, baby. 
Um, so uh, after week one, you know, I said, Christian Kirk, this is a guy when he scores a touchdown, he scores two of them. And then he's going to disappoint you the rest of the way. And everybody's like, Oh, you know, it's different this year. You know, know, he's playing the slot and a Rondale Moore. Rondale Moore is a freakish athlete. You got to get, get more touches for, he's going to keep playing more and more. Um, I thought last week that, uh, uh, Josh Norman actually did a good job on DeAndre Hopkins, but Hopkins got in the box. Take DeAndre Hopkins against this banged-up secondary. Rondale Moore against this banged-up secondary. It's a really good spot for the Arizona Cardinals passing game. Um, And the CEO, Ross, James Conner, continues to get it done. I'm still workshopping the nickname, but he's the CEO because his team does all the work and he gets all the credit Um, because he gets all the touchdowns when he's down inside the uh, five-yard line. However, Chase Edmonds, last week, he didn't – he wasn't limited in terms of snaps, but he played his least effective game of the year with a shoulder injury. Something to keep an eye on. If you think a lot of points are going to be scored in this game, I think James Conner is a viable play. Um, And the run game, by the way, they might go more for receiver because they did lose Max Williams for the season with a knee injury. That tight end was making a bigger impact than you might have thought. Let's move on to the Raiders and the Broncos, which is, boy, there's a lot to talk about here. You know, the Raiders. I'm sure you talked about it with Andrew Brandt, right? What's that? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I don't don't know how much I have to get into that, right? (laughs) No, you don't. But the Raiders obviously are going to need a head coach. Maybe they should post it on LinkedIn. You can create a free (laughs) job post in minutes on LinkedIn jobs to reach your network and beyond to the world's largest professional network of over 770 million people. That would be amazing, by the way, if Mark Davis posted Raiders head coach job on LinkedIn. That would, like, make my life because then he could use simple tools on LinkedIn job to quickly filter and prioritize who he would like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses or the Raiders – Rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the candidates worth interviewing faster. Did you know every week nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn? Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash feast. That's linkedin.com slash feast to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply of course. You know, Joe, I don't know what to do with the Raiders now. I don't know how it'll look different. Greg Olson's calling the plays. What are you doing with them? I'm, I'm taking kind of a wait-and-see approach here. Um, the guy who I expect Derek Carr will continue to lean on is, uh, I mean, I wish it was Darren Waller, but it's Hunter Renfro. Um, Darren Waller had a bad drop last week. Derek Carr missed him for a long touchdown. Brian Edwards had an awful drop last week. Um just, I mean, it looked like he was feeling the punt. It went right off his hands. Um, I think it's Renfro, it's Waller, and Josh Jacobs. I mean, uh, Ross, I don't know if you're a Seinfeld fan. Are you a Seinfeld fan? Yes. The Raiders, they hate the Drake. <laughs> they hate the Drake. Jalen Richard gets activated last week. It's not It's not long before he's playing snaps over the Drake. I, I mean, um, it, it's over for Kenyon Drake at this point, unless Greg Olson – Likes them a lot more than John Gruden did. Um, uh, right now, the Raiders are a team in utter turmoil and not really all that appealing for fantasy. I wonder if they do lean on the run game and Josh Jacobs a little bit more. It's a fair point. Uh, what about on the other side? Yeah, so, uh, I mean, 
let, let's just look at the Broncos. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater has not played well the last couple of weeks. Um, obviously had the concussion. I think he's probably got a better opportunity to play well in this game. Javante Williams continues to look better than Melvin Gordon to me, but Melvin Gordon doesn't look bad enough that you're going to take him out. Um, so uh, it, it's really kind of capping what Javante Williams is right now. Um, at the receiver position, Cortland Sutton's probably going to catch a shadow from Pro Football Focus's top-graded coverage corner. That's Casey Hayward. Not good news for Cortland Sutton. I would I would wonder if this is more of a Noah Fant and Tim Patrick game for the Denver Broncos. Interesting. Very interesting. Um, what about the Cowboys and the Patriots? Cowboys, Patriots, Joe. Cowboys continue to run the ball with alacrity. I mean, they're going out there. They are. They 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 got big smiles on their faces. Tony Pollard, Ezekiel Elliott, those guys are getting the ball a ton each and every week. And what it's done here is it's completely turned our offseason analysis and our offseason draft strategies on their heads. Because Dak Prescott, over his last four games, is dropping back less than thirty times per game. That means Amari Cooper and Ceedee Lamb even without Michael Gallup, are seeing lower target numbers than we expected. On top of that, Dak Prescott's throwing Dalton Schultz a team-leading target share. That's two things that really have, have messed up what we thought about this offense, and it's working for them. It's gonna, they're going to continue doing that because it's working. Dak Prescott is protected. He's not dropping back 60 times a game, exposing himself to hits. They're going to keep running the ball, and they're going to keep trying to limit the number of passes Dak Prescott throws. The problem is, if you drafted CeeDee Lamb in the second, third round, Amari Cooper in the third, fourth round, Dalton Schultz has emerged, and that is really throwing a wrench into everything. Now, you got to play those guys. They both scored last week. That really covered up a lot of the issues. But unfortunately, I think it's a big-time problem going forward with the expected volume that we, we thought we were going to see from CeeDee Lamb and Amari Cooper, especially once Michael Gallup gets back into the fold here. Yeah, I think it's a fair point. I mean, they're loaded and Gallup's not even there. Yeah, and, and again, we didn't anticipate – the one thing we didn't anticipate is Dalton Schultz emerging as a guy who's going to have a legitimate shot to lead them in targets any given week. Um, he's done that. He's made himself a fantasy option, but that was an, 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 an unexpected variable that was not part of the simulation. And it's really kind of messed up what we thought both the floor and the ceiling were for CeeDee Lamb and Amari Cooper. You got that right, man. All right, what about on the other side with the Patriots? Oh, terrible fantasy team. Uh, J- Jacoby Myers is is good at any any particular week. Um, keep an eye on the status of Damian Harris, who left last week's game with a chest injury, didn't practice on Wednesday. Um, we're recording this on Thursday. Um, and by the way, I think Jonu Smith ran like eight routes in week two, uh, week five. I knew one of these tight ends was going to be uh, going to be somebody who was going to emerge as a legitimate fantasy option. All offseason, I thought it was John U. Smith. I was wrong. It's Hunter Henry. He's the guy who has earned the trust of the coaching staff and of Mac Jones. Mac Jones not a fantasy option. If, if uh, Damian Harris doesn't go, Ramondre Stevenson is probably going to get the early down work. Brandon Bolden is still playing on third downs. He had four catches for six yards uh, 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 against the uh, Texans last week. But really not a great fantasy team across the board. No, they're not. I've kind of noticed that. Um, 
And even the Cowboys, I, I guess I get curious as to what people should do with the running backs. Greg Cosell said on Thursday's Raw Tucker Football Podcast, their running on first down is crazy, Joe. Yeah, I mean, they're just, they're just getting chunks and chunks of yardage, and why would you stop it? You know, until it doesn't work, why would you stop that? You know, uh, Tony Pollard is a viable flex play. And again, you know, I talked about this on yesterday's podcast with A.J. Dillon. These are, these are guys who you, you probably don't want to play. Well, he's the number two back on his own team, and he's not Kareem Hunt. So, But there's four teams on by. Guys are injured. There's six teams on by next week. Sometimes you've got to play these guys who might get you eight to ten fantasy points because eight to ten fantasy points might not be what you consider great, but it could be the difference between a win and a loss in these weeks where fewer teams and fewer players are playing. It's a good point. Really good point, Joe. Um, speaking of good points, Joe – October's fall car care month, dude. Show your car some love with help from AutoZone. Just like these teams need to take care of their skill guys, just like these teams need to take care of us, their fantasy owners, you need to take care of the interior of your car. AutoZone has the cleaning products you need to freshen up. Replacing your cabin air filters is another easy job. That ensures your car is actually blowing clean air now that your window, windows will be rolled up rolled up all the time. Plus, how about the next day delivery or free same-day store pickup? AutoZone is where it's at. This fall car care month, make AutoZone your one-stop car interior shop. They carry the best products from the best brands at the right price. Get in the zone. AutoZone. And get me, Joe, to Seahawks without Russell Wilson and the Steelers now that they can maybe run the ball? Yeah, they can. I thought the offensive line was the best it's played in two years for the Pittsburgh Steelers uh, in that game. And I think that's what you need to do at this stage uh, of Ben Roethlisberger's career. Najee Harris-Ross is a dog. That guy is amazing. Um I just got. I just got to give give him some advice. Get get on the Pedialyte train, Najee. You know, like if you're going to be touching the ball 25 times a game, you got to hydrate, brother. Uh, get get on the Pedialyte train. Uh, that was the only thing that held him back last week. Was not not the defense. It was cramps. So start start drinking up, Najee. Get ready. You want to be pissing clear by the morning of the game, uh, and, and you can handle your 25 touches. Um, obviously, Juju's out for the year. For fantasy, that narrows the target tree. I think we can expect a lot more for Deontay Johnson and Chase Claypool. Do wonder what they're going to do in the slot. Will, will they move Claypool inside more? Will they put James Washington in there? Um, or will they use Eric Ebron as a slot receiver? Um, there, there's a couple of possibilities for Pittsburgh that I'm looking forward to seeing this week against Seattle. But I do anticipate big games for Najee Harris. Deontay Johnson and Chase Claypool against a struggling Seattle defense. What about what are we doing with Seahawks skill guys with Geno? I know he looked good when he was in there, Joe, but what are we doing? Well, I mean, I think DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett are so good that you have probably no choice but to play them. And I mean, DK Metcalf looked good with Geno out there. I think you are downgrading them a little bit, but I think you have no choice but to play them. The question I have, and you know, look, this is a team that ran the ball a lot with Russell Wilson. Obviously, they're going to do the same with Geno. Um, But the backfield, Chris Carson has the neck injury. Our injury expert, 
fantasy points. Edwin Porras seems to think it's a chronic issue. Arthritic, potentially. Now, he said that sounds worse than it is, but it's just something they're going to have to manage. Alex Collins, as long as Chris Carson is dealing with this, is going to have some value. Um, If Carson plays, I rank him higher than Alex Collins, but Alex Collins might be one of those guys for the Seattle Seahawks, you know, with when on your fantasy team, when you've got guys on by, you've got guys hurt, you just need to play somebody who might get you some points. And I think Alex Collins is in that category. Interesting. Um, yeah, I'm very curious. I, 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 maybe it's my bias, Joe, but I don't, I don't think it's going to go well for Geno in Pittsburgh Sunday night. That's a tough place to yeah, play. It's really I think TJ Watt and them are going to get after him. And now they know it's him, like they're ready for him. This is not like coming off the bench. I'll be very curious to see how that goes. What about the Bills who crack me up that it's just another game and then they have Josh Allen run as much as he ran the other night? Joe, that was not just another game if they're going to have Josh Allen run that much. But now they play the Titans and your boy Derrick Henry, who is the beast of all beasts we've like ever seen yeah. ever. So the problem here is this could be a negative game script for them. And we'll let's see what happens in the negative game script. But with the status of their receiving core, you know, Julio's back at practice this week. A.J. Brown made it through last week. That's good news. Um, but I'm wondering just how effective Tennessee's offense is going to be against a Buffalo defense that just smothered the Chiefs. I mean, that Patrick Mahomes hasn't played to Patrick Mahomes' level this year. But, I mean, that was a smothering performance by Buffalo. There was no two ways about it. So, I think it's a downgrade across the board for the entire Tennessee offense, quite frankly. A.J. Brown, I think, is and Julio are on the wide receiver three kind of train here. A.J. Brown, by the way, you want to talk fantasy buzz kills? He's been right up there. Obviously, he's had the hamstring injury. But the Titans, through five games have had five different receivers lead them in receiving in an individual game. None of them are A.J. Brown. Take a look at that wide receiver depth chart heading into week one and saying that A.J. Brown would not lead that team in receiving in any of the first five games. I mean, we've got Jeremy McNichols, Chester Rogers, Nick Westbrook, Aquina, Julio Jones led him in week two. Ross, do you know who led them in receiving in week five? No. Marcus Johnson. Wow. They are scrambling for somebody at wide receiver. Unfortunately, you got Trey White. You got Levi Wallace on the other side of the ball. Bad matchup across the board for the Tennessee Titans in this one. Yeah, good point. All right, what about for the Bills? Well, I'm going to borrow from our boy Scott Barrett fantasypoints.com because he thinks this is a massive game for Stefan Diggs across his final 11 games last season, including the postseason, he averaged 11.2 targets, 109.6 receiving yards and 25.5 DraftKings fantasy points per four quarters. Now alongside Justin Jefferson and Cooper cup, you might be surprised by this. If you have Stefan Diggs, he's one of only three players to hit 60 receiving yards in all five games so far this year. The boom games haven't been there, though. He's just 29th in fantasy points per game, but his volume has been excellent. He's 8th in targets, 2nd in air yards, and 11th in expected fantasy points, which is a metric Scott has developed through a whole lot of trial and error, 
and it's a great spot for Stefan Diggs. Tennessee has given up the third most schedule-adjusted fantasy points per game to opposing wide receivers, and they've given up a league-high 168.7 receiving yards per game, which is double the league average, to opposing wide receivers on deep targets. Who leads all wide receivers in deep targets? Stefan Diggs. I think it's a huge game for Stefan Diggs coming. I think this is the blow-up spot. Doesn't mean, you know, Emmanuel Sanders has been effective. I think you got to start him. Cole Beasley's on your bench until further notice. And in a projected positive game script, Zach Moss has kind of emerged as their bell cow back. But I think Stefan Diggs, this is the monster game that his fantasy managers have been waiting for. Ooh, okay. Um, I wonder if this is a letdown game for the Bills. It'll be very, very interesting. I don't care what they said last week. They put a lot into that game against the Chiefs. Overcoming the odds, rewriting the playbook, delivering under pressure. The MVPs of small business lead their teams to victory all year long, just like Joe leads you to fantasy victories. Visa is proud to provide playmakers everywhere with more tools to help grow their business and help them achieve even greater success because the more people we can empower, the more we all win. Visa, a network working for everyone. A little different, Joe. Only five games in the second episode because we got four teams on by this week. So you have a little bit more time. Oh, is it really? Mm Mm-hmm. Six teams on bye next week. Oh, that makes you me happy need... from a workload perspective, I'll tell you that. <laughs> I know, but that means the people listening need you, Joe, more yeah. than ever before. And FantasyPoints.com, using the code 21FEAST. I'm at Ross Tucker NFL. He's at FG underscore Dolan. We're stuffed. We're done. Thanks for listening to the Fantasy Feast podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Ross Tucker football podcast, Even Money, Business of Sports, and the College Draft. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found. A lot of times on the show, I mentioned DraftKings. Here's what you need to know. You got to be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 100Gambler or in Indiana, 109 with it. By the way, if what I was talking about included a deposit bonus, it doesn't always. Sometimes it does. Deposit bonus requires 25 times playthrough, and deposit bonuses are paid out in site credit. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.